0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. On this Saturday afternoon, it is once again that time. It is time for the Gordon Damer Show. It has been a while. It has been, as the kids say, a hot minute. But welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We have so much to get to, a jam-packed Gordon Damer show. We are locked and loaded. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You uh, can find me on the old Twitter, the old X, the old Instagram at Gordon Damer, on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio. Until 6.30 tonight when we take you up until Rangers pregame. And we got a lot to get into in the course of these three and a half hours. Plenty to check off the list. Because before we get to Rangers Maple Leafs at 6.30, we have a ton on the agenda. Because this is a major time in the sports calendar. We are into March, people. We have made it through the uh, the brutal days of January and February. And not like today's anything to write home about with all the rain but the light is at the end of the tunnel. We have made it to March and because this is such an important time because this is basically when everything's going on. This is when, this is the days you dream of to get to. Because in addition to the teams that are in action, the basketball and the, and the hockey, you got the spring training going on, the Mets, the well, the Mets, I don't know so much about the Mets. The Yankees are going on. You got the NFL draft in, the, in a couple of months away, which is right around the corner. Who's counting? You got free agency, you got Selection Sunday right around the corner. So there is a lot going on at this time. And this is a phenomenal time in the sports calendar. But unfortunately, where we will begin is with panic time. Because it is panic time for the New York Knicks. There is no quite We have fallen into a familiar spot with a lot of the teams that we root for in this town and it has taken another victim, and that is the New York Knicks, and that is because of injuries. The injuries makes it panic time for the Knicks because what you have seen coming together has been blown apart. Back in the month of January, back when the trade was made for OG Ananobi, you could start to see the pieces lining up for not just a good team in the now, but a promising team with expectations into the postseason everything was coming together but now injuries have decimated what was lining up to be the best nick season what of 25 years so where we find ourselves now and my advice to nick fans and certainly want to hear from you at 1-800-919-ESPN is it is time to adjust your expectations It is time to take those expectations, whatever they were, write them down on a little piece of paper, crumple them up into a little ball, and then throw them in the garbage because you have to adjust your expectations. And I think that even with everything that is going on right before our eyes, the things that we're watching on a night-in, night-out basis when the Knicks play, not tonight, but tomorrow when they go up against the Cavaliers right here on 98.7 FM, all I hear from Knicks fans is, well, it's okay, it's all right, it's okay. All we gotta do, Gordon, is get healthy. We just gotta get healthy by the time the playoffs roll. We just gotta get our guys back in time for the playoffs. If we can get Randall and OG back into, we'll be fine. We'll be good. The standings really aren't that important right now. You just gotta be healthy for the playoffs, like the Heat last year. Disappointing regular season. But you got got hot at the right time. You went on a run. That's all we got to do. But the main thing, all we got to do is get healthy. Oh, is that all? (laughs) Oh, here I was concerned. All we got to do is get healthy. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think that that's still a possibility? Why are you so convinced that that is going to happen? Like, it's a foregone conclusion. All we got to do is get healthy. So let me see if, because sometimes it's me. I've been away for a few weeks. I've been doing different shifts on a Saturday. It could be, it, sometimes it's me. My wife always tells me it's me. I say, is it me? She says, oh, it's absolutely you. So let me just see if it's me. Let me see if I got this right. You got Julius Randall with the shoulder injury which has sidelined him since January. There's still no time, t- time frame or timetable or time tame for his return. It's an injury by all accounts that that surgery is going to happen at some point and it's still a possibility he could have surgery before the season ends this year. It's an injury that the hope is he can return. But it's also an injury that has, like, a high re-injury rate. Like, it's, it, it, if he gets in there, is a good possibility that something happens again, and uh, he's right back to square one. And you'd have to think that there's a high re-injury rate, not just because of the injury, but because of the, po- the style of player that Randall is, right? He's not exactly a finesse player. He's going to get in there. He's going to mix it up. The old uh, bull in a china shop, as they will say. So all you need is for that guy, he just needs to get healthy. While also, whenever he does return, if he does return, shake off in in the period that he has left of the season or the postseason, just shake off the rust for not playing for what, like two months? Like two months out, come back after a significant injury, and then just kind of play yourself into shape down the stretch of the regular season and into the playoffs. A guy who's not exactly had the greatest track record in the playoffs to begin with. But all we gotta do, all we gotta do is get healthy. All we gotta do is get healthy. Oh, OG Ananobi, all you gotta do is get healthy. The guy who at well, I mean, in terms of optimism, at least he's been cleared to resume practicing. But another guy who's missed a ton of time. And it's funny because the other day I heard, well, you know, he's returning soon. He's returning soon. I've heard this on the radio, people calling, oh, he's gonna be back soon. I'm like, oh, what what soon? Maybe three weeks. Three weeks? That's not soon. When you've lost eight of 12, three weeks from now is not soon. Soon is nah, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Three weeks from now, maybe, maybe three weeks from now is not soon. That is not the definition of soon. I don't know what definition of soon you have. Maybe I'm just impatient. Again, maybe it's me. Three weeks from now is not soon when the, the season feels like it's kind of slipping away and spiraling out of control. And then you have just the the other banged up play like Isaiah Hartenstein with the Achilles injury, had it, rested it, dealt with it again. And I'm not a doctor, clearly, but I can't even get certain words right. Basic grasp of the English language. But while I'm not a doctor, it seems like an Achilles injury. I don't know. That feels like it's going to be a stubborn one. Like, I don't know playing if you're going to be able to overcome that in the course of the regular season and postseason. Hopefully it's not going to be an issue any more than it already is and he can play himself back into shape because right now you need healthy bodies and he is a healthy body what, if he can get healthy. But uh, uh, this idea, well, you know, you just, have to, you just have to get Oh, is that all? Oh, great. Guys are dropping like flies. It's like a horror film when you watch the next. Every day there's another guy, so-and-so went missing. Oh, that means he's gone. Because the optimism for the Knicks this year came from the collective. Like, when you saw the the trade deadline and the way they were playing in January, the optimism came from the Knicks are not laden with stars. It's from the group, the depth that they bring, and how they all play together. It came from the whole. And it doesn't feel like the Knicks are going to be whole again. So while you're waiting for guys to get healthy, you need to win some games. And to win some games, you need some healthy bodies and... I got to be honest, I don't know, it feels like while you might get somebody back here before too long, there's also the risk that you're going to be losing more guys along the way. You got Brunson basically playing 38 minutes a night, Josh Hart had a whopping 50 seconds break the other night. The Knicks motto right now has to be survive and advance and hope that people do get healthy, and that might be made easier if either of the trades that they made at the deadline in Bogdanovich or or Burks was playing well, but they're not. So this is absolutely a panic time, crisis time, because you saw what was a possibility, and it feels like that possibility has been kind of closed off. Now, I'm not telling you that it's, it's, it's written off or I'm writing the Knicks off, but whatever expectations you may have had at one time, those expectations have to be completely tempered at this point. You, it was fair at one point to expect the Knicks to compete for a two or a three seed in the East. That was a fair expectation with the way you saw them playing in the month of January. It was fair uh, to have an expectation. Well, we made the playoffs last year. We won a playoff round. A-, a fair expectation with the way the team was playing. Eastern Conference Finals this year. Not a demand, but that would be a fair expectation. Those expectations, much like what I said before, you got to write them down on a piece of paper, then take the paper and like rip it up a bunch of times and then set it on fire and put it in an ashtray. Maybe put it in the ashtray first. It's hard to imagine a team with, what, 20-something games got 22 games to go to get people healthy, keep people healthy, not burn out the guys you have when the path to the goals was never set in stone to begin with. And, and the frustrating part of it, it, we've seen this all before, from all the different injuries that we've seen in the course of this year between when the Yankees were dealing with it with Judge or the Mets before last season with Diaz or Aaron Rodgers going down and Giants injuries. The Knicks are the most painful because their expectations were not just the, the hypothetical. It was not just expectations based on, on hopes and dreams of a fan. You got to see some actual production. You saw pieces coming together and poof, like that, it was gone and whether or not you can get it back together at this point seems like a bit of a pipe dream. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776. So coming up uh, like I said, if you are frustrated where with the Knicks where the Knicks find themselves. I know this is not going to help you. But the problem is there's not really anybody to blame. There's not. But you and I both know if they flop down the stretch, you know darn well Who's going to be the person that does get the blame, whether rightly or wrongly? And I'll tell you who that is coming up next. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, next season uh, is already de- derailed. It can't be what it was going to be. They're going to get guys back. Why are you being so pessimist? Why are you so, so negative? And it's it's the thing that I'll tell anybody when I talk about my teams when it, when it gets to this point and you see things get derailed by injury. It's the same reason Andy Dufresne's wall was collapsing. Pressure and time. Pressure and time. Your optimism or pessimism as a fan is almost always linked to your time spent miserable. And after watching the Knicks for the better part of 25 years, not the the most recent past, but before this current regime took over, it's been a mess. You've been waiting a long time to have a season that you thought this season could be. And then it got derailed, and it feels like it's going to be almost impossible to to kind of put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I don't see the strength of the team getting back to being the strength of the team. I don't really think that Julius Randle is going to be back this season. I, I physically don't think he will be back on the court this year. And if he is, even then, at what rate is he going to be back on the court this season? 50%, 60%. 50%, 60%. He's not going to be the Randall, and, and the team is not going to be the team that was rolling when the month of January was going on. And I don't think even – I do think that that OG Ananobi is going to be back, but when he comes back, again, is he going to be close to 100%? I'm not sure. I, I don't think that the the strength of the team is going to be back to the strength of the team. So uh, it's just very frustrating because we've seen this plenty of other – teams here in town with the Yankees last year and certainly the Jets with Rogers where it all kind of blows up this one though it was deep into it it felt like things were fu- the pieces were aligning the planets were aligning and then all of a sudden away it goes and I'm not a, bl- a, a guy who believes in hexes and curses and jinxes I'm not a conspiracy guy generally but if you are this is this is this is your uh manna from heaven I mean this is your your Ten Commandments. I mean, just when it seemed like the team was finally on track, okay, Eastern Conference is not a is not a death march. The Knicks are playing their best basketball of the season. Two seed, three seed. Away it goes. Away it goes. One 919 ESPN is the telephone number. Let's start things off with uh, Lavelle in Yonkers. Lavelle, you're first up on the Gordon Damers show.
1: What's going on, Gordon? Now I've called you before. And I don't know if you remember me, but I'm always the same. I'm always consistent. Tom Thibodeau is to blame. There is someone to blame. This isn't like the other teams. This isn't like Aaron Rodgers because I think I don't believe in Chris either. But the Jets, man. Oof. But no, this this guy has a track record. It's the reason why Derrick Rose's career didn't become what it was. He this thing of just letting people play for super extended. I'm not talking about load management, but you got to let the guys sit down and have a sip of Gatorade. You can't let people play an entire half without a break. If we're getting blown out by 20, you can't have your best players still in the game. If we're up by 20, you can't have the players that, still in the game. LaBelle, and, and this is and my that's logic. That's not the
0: this way is my... it is. I mean, that's not – and I appreciate the phone call, and you admitted wait, 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 real quick. That, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you admitted it. You're consistent. Uh, well – You have to – your opinions, and I know this is probably foreign to some people, your opinions should be based on on the facts. You should – as the facts change, your opinion should change. I know that that's not the way uh, things work sometimes. But you're telling me the reason why Julius Randle got – injured his shoulder was because Tom Thibodeau was playing him too much? Or he – while O.G. Ananobi was sleeping, he put those bone chips in his elbow. I mean, come on. There there isn't a – there is no one to blame and I uh, look I understand how this is going to go because Nick fan tendency it's not going to be the Nick culprits are always the same people in in Nick fans eyes it's Randall it's Tibbs and Randall's not there so you really can't blame him it wasn't he didn't intend at least I don't think to to get injured I'm sure somebody will call up there before before 630 rolls around it's all his fault he did this to himself so you can't blame Randall. So uh, Nick fans will eventually get to Tibbs. Tibbs will be the culprit. Burn guys out. Guys are exhausted. Again, what do you want? Do you th- actually think that he, the reason Randall got hurt or, or Hartenstein got hurt or OG got hurt, all these guys got hurt is because of Tibbs? All these guys who also were playing their best basketball under Tibbs? And in terms of the, the, the playing guys' minutes now, what do you want him to do? Play four guys on the court at a time? Well, we got to give a guy a rest. We'll just throw four out there and see how that works. Let's give, let's give Jalen Brunson a day off so he can rest up and feel refreshed. We're going to lose that game if he doesn't play for sure. We might lose the game even with him. you got to – I understand. You, when, when push comes to shove, you go to the same culprits time and time again. And Tibbs, despite the success – despite the success, uh, is always going to be that number one culprit for a good portion of the Nick fan base. He's not to blame. The front office. I would say anything right now, if you really want to find somebody to blame, I think the reason why they find themselves in the spot that they're in right now is because the two acquisitions that they made at the trade deadline have been terrible. Now, I'm not going to blame Leon Rose for that. I think these guys, you know, there's an adjustment period when, When you change teams, they're being asked to do a a different role than what you acquired them to be because of the injuries. But if those two guys were playing up to snuff right now and playing like people reacted to the trade when the trade was made, uh, the Knicks might be in in far better shape. But that's not the case. Uh, So I I just don't think that there really is anybody. You could blame the players themselves because both those guys – Bogdanovich has been kind of hit or miss. He'll have a decent game or a terrible game. Burks has been largely bad across the board. But there's nobody to blame. And I would say that the the pressure that the Knicks were going to be under, given what the expectations looked like they were going to be, the pressure's off now to to a certain degree. Now, I know they won't tell you that. But if they go into the playoffs this year and flop either – uh, fall into the play in or, or get knocked out in the first round of whatever way that that happens. I, I really don't think that you can you can hammer anybody as a result of it, because when they were healthy and together and that's their strength as as a group, it wasn't just a star laden team. They were playing as well as anybody in the league. Let's go out to Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on?
1: you are you know you're such a i'm saying this in in the, just as a major compliment your glibness sometimes is usurped by your character meaning this you hit most things square on the nail now you know I'm a friend and a regular caller And there's nothing else to say. Tibbs, of course, if it was Fandle, it would be uh, minus 8,000. Of course he's going to get the blame. What do you want him to do? Someone just said, play four guys. When Charlie Brown's the guy to put in, you got trouble. So here's the way I look at it. The Knicks have had a preponderance of back-to-backs this year, more so than ever, uh, based upon the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, If you notice, the All-Star game was five days instead of three. They only have one more left. Uh, the uh, the way it's figured out now with this play-in, which is a pretty good marketing idea, I'll give you credit, keeps a lot of teams in. Uh, the ninth and tenth teams, uh, they don't even. Uh, Chicago and uh, who's the other one? Atlanta. Uh, they're, they're five games back, if I remember correctly, and Trey Young's out. Uh, they don't even count. They'll get knocked out real fast. And Boston uh, is so far ahead of everybody compared to the Western Division, you have to deal with the task at hand. You can't control injuries. What did we say for the last four years talking to you after every game? Randall's an Ironman. He fell on his shoulder, people. He fell on his shoulder. OK, I don't think he's coming back. And I told you when Larry on your Monday to Thursday, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Nine to midnight program. Oh. I told you that right away. I don't think so. Oh, gee, I'm a little uh, flummoxed with because he's, you know, he hasn't played over 65 games, but uh, they were 14 and two with him or something like that. The way it's going to shake out to me, it, their schedule's pretty balanced, is that they have to focus on winning their division games because you pick up more territory. You know that from your baseball or your Yankee year deal. So I I think it's this way. You can't bring guys back and expect them in two games to to pick up all their tempo and their rhythm, right? So you just got to bring the guys back when they're ready. If Randall cannot come back and play it, 80, 90% efficacy. Look, I underestimate Julius Randle. I'm not a biggest fan of his. I was a fan of his ability to play all the time. And he brings a toughness to the game. I thought Prince Precious Achua uh, was a little better than he is, but he's pretty good as a throw-in. You got rid of the two guys who were homegrown. What you have now is you've moved everyone up three positions. The one that bothers me, Gordon, more than anybody else, don't play Hartenstein if he's 50%. It makes no sense. Just save him for the for the game tomorrow. That's a big game tomorrow. Taking Donovan Mitchell. That's why he sat out last night. Donovan Mitchell off of Cleveland is equivalent to Jalen Brunson off the Knicks. Would you agree? Yeah. So, yeah. so you got why did Donovan Mitchell sit out yesterday? Why did he sit out? Well, yeah, they, have, they have
0: the they have a little bit more of a luxury to be able to rest him. The Knicks, I mean, Tibbs is just looking yeah. around for healthy bodies.
1: That's it. That's it. You played seven. You said it two nights ago when I called. You said they're playing seven, and you know, really. They're not playing nine if someone gets two minutes. You have to play with who you have to play. But Hartenstein is so key. First of all, the Knicks, even against Golden State, you don't notice it. The Knicks are a very small team very small without randall's a six (laughs) nine so you lose
0: your front line yeah that's
1: you you lose your front line you lose your defensive stopper you're killing your point guard my god gordon at the end of the game when he walks off the court he's a great kid and he's the people love him and and we we stole him at the price we did but he looks like he worked in a coal mine the whole day they kill him they double him they triple him he trades contact let's concentrate on beating the teams in our division let's measure what Hartenstein's time is because he has one of those injuries. You you just have to give him time off. You know, yeah, I think see, a, I a
0: Spike I, and I appreciate the phone call. I don't think that you have that luxury. You you need to win. You need to balance the now and the future. And the future, uh, I don't think that it's a fifty fifty balance. You gotta to to get to the future. You gotta more survive and advance now. You gotta win games at least some. Uh, In the in the present day, because you if you wait for everybody to get healthy and and try to bounce it and and throw games away uh, by resting it, right? Like, I'm sure they'd love to be able to to rest Brunson a little bit more, but they don't have that luxury. They'd love to. Now, they're not going to 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 throw Hartenstein back out there and play 30 minutes. They're trying to to bring him along safely so that they do have him for the long haul but they don't have the luxury of resting any guys here and and it kind of goes against the what what the mantra of the team it the, the this team the strength of the team is that they always fight right like they they're always going to fight they're never going to lay down they're never going to uh come out flat and 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 stay that way they're going to try to to battle through whatever the obstacle is and right now the obstacle is the injuries they got no other choice so the, the resting is is not it would be nice to rest Brunson and Hart and Hartenstein and, and this one and that one. They don't have that luxury right now. They got to try to figure out a way to win some games. And, and tomorrow's game against the Cavaliers is um, is big because of the standings and and the the possibility of meeting them again in the playoffs this year. But it doesn't get any easier. Like they have, the, I think they have the Hawks after that, which you would think is a is a winnable game, but they got that road trip out west. It's just a shame because it feels like just when you saw the pieces starting to line up perfectly for what could be a really special season, even though the season's not over, it feels like that dream has kind of been stuffed out. Because that that team that you saw in January, I don't think you're going to see that team again this year. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we talk Knicks on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking about uh, the Knicks, and I got to be honest, I'm not uh, very optimistic moving forward here. Now, I I still hope that the team is going to make the playoffs and not be a part of the play-in, but, you know, just kind of follow the trend line. And it would be one thing if the reserves were right around the corner, like OG is coming back in a game or two, and, and Randall's right around. When you got news about OG, that was seen as good news, and it's still probably three weeks away. So you're talking about a couple of weeks before the playoffs start. I guess that would be enough time for him to shake off the rust and get back into play. And And he's so vital because it feels like he is the Knicks defense. Like before he got here, the Knicks defense was was not very good after the the loss of uh, of Mitchell Robinson, and then he got here and it transformed basically overnight, and then since he's been gone, it's kind of gone back to the to to the way it was. So he's he's absolutely vital to get back, uh, and Randall's absolutely vital to get back. But three weeks when you've lost eight of twelve and you're trending the way the Knicks are trending, that is not soon. And I keep hearing, oh no, he's coming back soon, really. To me, three weeks is an optimist. That's a that's a timeline. That's not set in stone that he's coming back in three weeks. That's in three weeks, hopefully that's when you can start thinking, all oh, right, my turn return for this game, I might return for that game. You don't even have that with Randall. You you don't have a timeline right now for Randall. And and I get it, my negativity with the Nick fan base probably doesn't go over that well because like I mentioned earlier, your your optimism or pessimism is based on your time spent miserable. Nick fans are largely immune to that. Nick fans are are largely overly optimistic about things. Even after all this time, you'd think eventually some of that would penetrate, but no. It's like Nick fans only look at themselves in their bathroom mirror. You ever notice you look the best? That you're gonna look all day in your bathroom. You look in yourself in the bathroom mirror. Oh, the hair is coming out good. Skin looks good. Teeth, handsome, handsome guy. Then you go look at yourself in like a a a public bathroom. Oh, it's a whole different story, my friend. Nick fans only look at themselves in the bathroom. They're they're only their most optimistic version of themselves. So when you say we just gotta get healthy for the play, that's all. Is that is that all? We just gotta we gotta get the two guys that are out right now, and I guess you could include Hartenstein in that, even though he is playing right now. We gotta get those guys healthy and on track and back to as close to a hundred percent as you're going to get at this point. I don't know what percentage that would be. Eighty-four point two. And keep the group that is is going out there and sacrificing on a night in, night out basis, just trying to get through to that time of the season when they can get those guys back, and that's not a guarantee either. So I want to believe that there's still something to be to play for here, and, and they'll get into the playoffs and, and all the hopes and sometimes you have diminished expectations. that's the best. expectations are the thief of joy. no, no question, but it feels like a real stretch. And maybe it's because Knicks fans are so overly optimistic and they're the ones saying, all we got to do is get healthy. That makes me more pessimistic that they're not going to get healthy. I'm not sure. That's a deep dive. We might have to do that later on in the show. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go back to the phone show. Oh, you know what I wanted to say before we do that? I've been meaning to mention this all season. And it's kind of off topic on the Knicks. Isaiah, could anybody tell me why does Isaiah Hartenstein's tattoo look so amazing? That he, that tattoo he's got on his shoulder. I think it's Jesus. I'm not sure it's Jesus. I don't want to say it's Jesus if it's not Jesus. But that tattoo, I, I get mesmerized watching it as he runs up and down the court. That is a sensational tattoo. Uh,
1: are you trying to tell us something, Gordon?
0: What do you mean? It is it's an incredible is it not a it looks like it's in 3D. I don't know no, I don't know how well, it's so well defined even on the TV.
2: It might be one of the better ones I've probably seen in the league.
0: It's incredible.
2: Especially not for like a guy who's like at the top of the list who you're going to think of as a star, but mm-hmm. he has like you said probably one of the sickest tattoos and it he is He
0: went to the LeBron James of tattoo <laughs> office. That's what he did. He might not be LeBron, but in terms of the, the – ta- I feel like whoever that tattoo artist, he should be like a household name. It's so amazing. When the Knicks sell the the sponsorship on the – they shouldn't put it on his – they should put it on that tattoo because your eyes are just – it's an incredible tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm not against them. I don't have any. But if I knew it was going to turn out – I feel like a, I would think it's going to turn out like that and then it would not turn out like that and then and you're stuck, right? You can't – what are you going to do then? All right, let's go back a little, little off topic, but that's what these injuries have done to me. I'm busy staring at Isaiah Hartenstein's tattoos. Let's go to Matt in Brooklyn. Matt, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, what's going on, man? Uh, how's everything? I'm good. How's everything with you? Good. I'm doing good. I just, I wanted to call in and just
1: mention when this uh, OGN and OB injury was first up, blur, and it just said. Um, I think we're going on almost a month that he's been hurt and I didn't realize like the severity of severity of it but knowing that it was an elbow injury I guess you had to imagine that it could take some time and I just wanted to ask is it time to push the panic button on the Knicks now I mean I am one of your pessimistic Knicks fans I've been absolutely amazed at everything they've been doing but it, it it's just annoying. Like it's not the basketball now; it's the injuries. It's always something.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and I'll listen to you talk.
0: All right, Matt. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it is time to. Well, here's the thing: if you are going to hold on to the expectations that you had, then yes, absolutely, it's well past time to have, uh, where the know where the panic button is and be smashing it with your fist repeatedly. If you're able to to take a step back and realize. Why those expectations are almost certainly not going to be met with Eastern Conference Finals or NBA Finals this year, but is because of the injuries. Well, then I don't think that you have to hit the panic button, but you have to make you have to make that switch in your mind. And you're right. When the OG injury first popped up, you're like, "Oh, OG's out tonight. Oh, well, that's unfortunate, but it's just a game." And then it was another game, and then it was surgery. So yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of spiraled. But. Um, at least with him, you are expecting him back at some point, right? You're expecting him back in, in three weeks. If not in three weeks, at least close to three weeks, at least he's back working out. He's on the court. I'm not sure if he's shooting yet or not, but he's moving in the right direction. With Randall, it just kind of feels like it's you're still playing the waiting game, and he's been out basically a month, and you're still wait, playing the waiting game. And it's not even like you know when the waiting game is going to be over to find out the next step. It's just you're just kind of holding firm. There's nothing There's nothing really to be done. John is on Long Beach. Uh, John, next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
1: Hey, Gordon. How you doing?
0: I'm good, John. What's up?
1: So my point with OG Ananobi is uh, he's got an extensive injury history, and I yeah. know we traded for him, and he's going to be a free agent this off, off season. I don't know how much money the Knicks should be able to throw at him because you're going to have Jalen Brunson coming up on what looks like a supermax contract, depending on all NBA voting. You got Julius Randle's deal coming up soon. So if OG's going to be this guy who misses 30, 40 games a year, I don't know how much money they should pay him. Granted, we gave up two really good young players and some draft compensation, but that also goes back to Leon Rose's uh, trade like, trade deadline too. Boyan and Alec Burks haven't exactly been what we've expected them to be so far. So I just want to get your thoughts on what the front office is going to look like doing this offseason and what uh, what kind of steps you think they should take.
0: Well, look, I don't know what the actual numbers are going to be, John, and thanks for the phone call, but I think when you make the trade and give up the pieces that they gave up to acquire OG Ananobi, you realize that that's when you made the decision to sign OG Ananobi. Now, I guess there's a possibility that – numbers could get carried away or his expectations uh, don't line up with where the, the where the Knicks are at but I think that that's the time that you made that decision and you're willing to live with the warts of his game and really the only wart of his game is that um, is that he does miss time uh, he, he does, he's not a guy who's gonna play I don't know that anybody really plays 80 games anymore but you know you're kind of hoping that if you can get him for 70 regular season games and then dominate in the in the postseason um That, that you, you'd sign for that, and he's vital. As I said before, he's vital because it, it seems like he is able to single-handedly transform the Nick defense from uh less than mediocre, less than middle of the road to elite. That's what he was able to do in the what is it, the 14 games that he played. So it's it's vital that you get him back and and get him as close to 100. percent. That's another thing, like with the injuries. Like, you're going to get OG back at some point. Is he Does he stay back? Is he able to to stay healthy from this point forward? Because he does have uh, a pretty extensive uh, injury history. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on?
2: Hey, good afternoon, GD. Shout out to the company. I'm definitely, you know, interested in the Knicks talk, and I was hearing my good friend Spike earlier, and I just decided to chime in as well. Um, the, you know, and with the Nick thing, it's not you know, not that I like having revisionist history or anything like that. It's just more of like when we analyze the day by day trade, and we kind of see what it is. It's it it, it 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 is a slow it is a you know pretty much a slow burn because we. We got teamed. We got teamed in that fourteen and two run in January where we beat the Timberwolves and we beat um I'm I'm forgetting the other team that, you know, is oh, Denver. The Denver Nuggets. And we got we 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 started thinking of, you know, hopes of possibly an NBA finals and NBA and and now with you know, the injuries and seeing the warts of what this team is without the injuries, it's kinda like a, a, a kick in the gut, and then now we got to watch, you know, those usual slow starters that, you know, usually play for us now hit their stride, and it's just like, do 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 I really got to watch this down the stretch, man, as a Knicks fan? And that's kind of what sucks, but hopefully we'll get better, and I'm still trying to be positive and hope that, you know, they can pretty much hopefully stay out of the play-in and hopefully, you know, try to make a run because this whole thing with, you know, You know, OGM and OB with the injury concerns, it it, it is a little concerning because at the end of the day, you know, since he was a pretty much a free uh, uh, unre- uh, unrestricted free agent that was going to be available, it, it kind of makes us wonder what was he really worth the assets, even though quickly what we weren't going to resign anyway. So I just wanted to, you know, have, have a um, throw that out there and have a good one, Gordon.
0: All right, Jose. Well, look, I, I'm not going to have a revisionist history and think, oh, they shouldn't have made the trade or anything like that. I think that that's going uh, too far. Um but the expectations for this season, I think you, you have to adjust them at this point. You can't be thinking um, Eastern Conference Finals is is progress or they've got to do this or do that or they've got to uh, be able to advance further this year than they did last year. Otherwise, this year is a disappointment. You, you base your expectations on where the team is at. And I don't even think it's fair to have any expectations right now because you don't know what that team is going to look like when we get to – uh, what is it the end of april and and the regular season being over or mid mid april and the regular season is Randall gonna be back what version how how many games did he play to get back uh, before the regular season ended is o g what version of oG do you have did anybody else get hurt so uh, I just think that you gotta kind of wait and see and hope for the best, but kind of expect the worst and, and if you still are clinging to the things that you were hoping for during that 12 and two stretch or whatever it was when they were playing in January, and it seeming like winning every single game after the OG trade, uh, I think that you're setting yourself up for a major disappointment, and it, it's completely unfair. It's completely unfair to to blame the team or blame uh, the organization if they don't meet what those goals were, because this that the team that eventually gets into the playoffs is not going to be the same team that there was. Rolling in the month of January. Hey, Garden of Laughs returns to the theater at MSG on March 27th, benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. The all-star com- comedy lineup features Bill Burr, Michael Che, Chris DeStefano, Jim Gaffigan, Heather McMahon, Tracy Morgan, Sam Morrill, and John Stewart, hosted by Steve Sharipa. Support the Garden of Dreams Foundation and have a great time doing it. Get tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.